0: Second round series with the Winnipeg Jets. And there's a lacrosse goal from behind the net. From Trevor Siegris <laughs> right off the insane wow. face-off. What? And Montembeau was not ready for that. What a move. How can oh, you? Yeah. I, I thought
1: you were out from the line <laughs> of scrimmage on a regular play. I know you're talking special <laughs> yes, No, I wasn't okay. talking about it. This is why you're kicking on third down, though, because if it is a drop. Alright, do it again. Here we go. This could be a sentence that a month ago would sound incomprehensible. From 31 yards, McPherson, and Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. He called it again, I'm sure. He walked up and he goes, can you believe, coach? We're going to... Yo, 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 what's up everybody and welcome to Tap Room Sports, a sports podcast unlike any other podcast around. That's right, because it's about two of the greatest things on this planet and that's sports and beer. I am your host Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, Lats joined by always is my with my guy, Mr. Big Ballin' Ben Larson. What's going on tonight, Benjamin? Not much, man.
0: Had some uh, crazy football games. I was uh, a little happier yes. with one of them than the other, but uh, you know, good good football, living up to uh, the conference championships there, and uh, better than our wild card weekend. So anything better than that is uh, is definitely a good sign. Um, shit, had hockey this weekend, basketball this weekend, college basketball. We were watching like it's been yep. a been a good weekend not looking forward to uh tomorrow being monday but uh it's pretty typical so
1: how you doing <laughs> man i'm doing great man like uh you know we did that T- special tsp wagers with the prop bets and dude i think we cleaned house on our prop bets if i'm not mistaken
0: uh i had one
1: that didn't hit so we went 5 the, for uh... 6 dude That's pretty incredible stuff. And then you hit
0: Kelsey, you hit Stafford over two and a half touchdowns and Cup eight and a half.
1: Yep, over eight and a half. Yep. And then my third one was which one? What was my third one?
0: Cooper Cup, right? Over eight and a half. Stafford over two and a half touchdowns.
1: Ooh, I don't think I hit that. He only had two touchdowns. I I think
0: he only had two. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I did not hit that. So we're both four for six. Four for six. That was good. Uh, it was a great. Great week, man. Great week of sports. Great weekend of sports. Uh, Great Really excited. Sports betting for me. Yeah. Your heater continues, dude. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm 12 now 12-0 in the postseason, yep. dude. Pretty incredible, man. Pretty incredible stuff. So if y'all not following uh Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson over here, you're losing money because my guy is hot, stinking hot, and it's beautiful. Yep. But, yeah, man great weekend and i'm drinking some well actually i'm not drinking a beer but i'm drinking a cider right now yeah it's close enough to a beer so uh but
0: a big part of our podcast is kind of drinking beers or and or ciders and or seltzers i mean we've thrown them all out there um and really just kind of wanted to get the vibe of sitting in a bar drinking some good beers discussing those beers and and what we think of them to each other and talking sports while we're doing that. So we uh, came out with this podcast almost a year and a half ago and have been running ever since we've had so many good beers. And uh, we just want to bring that to you so you can then go out and, you know, check out some local breweries, check out your local bottle shops and just try some new beers. Maybe you'll see one of the ones that uh, that we've seen and reviewed on the show. You know, maybe you'll try something, you know, a beer type that we've reviewed, uh, just to kind of open up your, uh, your palate to these different beers. Cause there's beers that I'm drinking now that I wouldn't have drinking, you know, even two years ago and am absolutely loving. And if you don't like it, that's okay. At least you try it. At least you supported that, uh, that brewery and, um, you know, it's never, never bad to have a throwaway beer. I do it, uh, not often, but, uh, you know, I've done it before. But uh, before we go into reviewing our beers, we got to mention that you can get the best craft beer delivered straight to your front door from breweries all around the U.S. using Tevour. Go to tevour.com or download the Tevour app and use promo code TAPROOM when signing up you can get $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's two free beers in a lot of cases. Yes, sir. So, uh, Jordan, tell me about your first one tonight.
1: So this first uh, drink is a hip-hop foray and I guess it's a cider, dude. Like when I first saw this, I saw that it was from Newtopia Cider, but when I was reading the ingredients, like it just it didn't seem like a cider to me. And then as I I started researching a little bit more, and it definitely is a cider. But it's a uh, it's a fermented cider with uh, Citra and El Dorado dry hopped hard cider with orange vanilla lactose ingredients fermented west coast apples orange vanilla lactose citra and El Dorado hops
0: nice so you'll get so that hoppiness uh in that dry hop of uh that's
1: what i'm saying in yeah, the taste of it dude yeah. honestly it doesn't taste like a, a cider it doesn't mm-hmm. taste like a beer either though it tastes like uh i don't even know what the fuck it tastes like dude <laughs> yeah. it looks like a like a bellini dude <laughs> like an yeah. orange bellini yep it's what's, pretty uh, interesting. What's
0: the percentage on that?
1: Only six, so it's pretty light.
0: Okay. barely not light. Bad. Yeah, that's yeah. that's normal for the cider area. I'd I'd say I'm not a cider connoisseur, but hey. Who me knows? neither,
1: dude. Most <laughs> ciders are too sweet for me, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? So I don't usually like ciders. I mean, I I like I'll have one or two, but I don't like love ciders. It's not your go to, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So what are you sipping on, man? Cause I'm really interested in this beer.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to be going with uh, the two beers that uh, Howard and Ryan did on uh, the biscuits and barrels podcast, because mine was just a little bit too late shipping out to me from uh, North Carolina. Um, and these are both going to be from bond brothers beer company. Um, so out of, uh, Oh, what was Cary, North Carolina. That's right. And um, so they're out of Cary, North Carolina. These are, uh, going to be two barrel aged beers. Um, and the first is going to be called apricot reserve and it's a 6.5% apricot sour ale, and it's aged in bourbon, b- bourbon barrels. Um, and you know, it's going to be interesting to see if we can get some of that kind of bourbon taste out of, uh, you know, out of this because of, of its aging in those barrels. So it's a 6.5%. So it's pretty low. Um, Usually a, a barrel aged is going to be on the higher end, but because it's a sour, I'm I'm guessing that the, you know, that's going to be what kind of keeps this in the, the lower range. So 6.5% taking a sip, two sips already and damn, it's good. It's tart.
1: Oh yeah, man. I'm that I'm very interested in that because I love barrel aged sours, dude. They're some of the yeah. best sours ever. Yep. So very, very stoked on hearing that, but It is time to get into the biggest topic of the week. And yes, of course, that is NFL football championship Sunday, conference championship Sunday. Uh, You know, we talked about both these games on APR. We talked about both these games on TSP wagers this week. I also hit on a on in the zone or in the game. Sorry, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) got to remember that new podcast name. It's always the yeah. hardest
1: thing. It is always <laughs> the hardest. Uh, but, I mean, I think we all had Chiefs' money line here. I think we all loved the Chiefs to win the game. We were all yep. we were all on Bengals uh, plus the points on APR this week. So, we all hit that. I kind of flip-flopped throughout the week, though. I really thought the Chiefs were going to run away with this one. And mm-hmm. the Chiefs were up. They were up 21-3 in this game. Ben, and they yep. lost 27-24. to They were outscored 24-3. to from the second half or, uh, from the second quarter and on, you know, what was your thoughts on this game?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it, it was close. Like I thought it was going to be, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, definitely kind of a opposite ending of what I thought. I thought Kansas city was going to take it by about three, um, and that it would come down to a field goal, but, uh, again, on, on Kansas city side, but, uh, I'm really just kind of surprised at, uh, at the Bengals and what they did on offense this week. Um, they really spread the ball around, which is something that we were talking about on what they really needed to do. And to have your tight end, starting tight end to Zuma go out, you know, in the first quarter um, after only two targets, that's, you know, for them to be able to to overcome that, that and, you know, still spread the ball around. I mean, Higgins had six receptions, Chase six, uh, Pirine Pirine. Uh, three Ryan. receptions mix and three Tyler Boyd for drew sample one. Like they really spread that ball around and utilized the pass a lot more than, I mean, I guess I can't say a lot more than normal um, because they still had 116 rushing yards, but they really spread the ball around. And I think that's really what caused problems for this Kansas city defense because they were so focused on Jamar chase and, you know, he didn't have a great game and you know, especially the way that he destroyed them last time that they played, you know, to take him out of that, that game. And, you know, we said if you take Chase out, Kansas City is easily winning this game,
1: and it didn't happen. Uh, I think, you know, we talked about it all week. It was basically like if they can keep Joe Burrow upright, they have a chance in this game. But will they keep yeah. Joe Burrow upright? Because the Chiefs have I mean, a better do. defensive line and yep. the the Cincinnati offensive line outperformed Kansas City's offensive line which is a better unit. Yep. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was under pressure all day. He was sacked four times. Um and and Mahomes deserves a lot of blame in this game too. In the at the end of the second half they had five seconds no timeouts and he throws the ball behind the line of scrimmage with Tyree kill ends the second half they don't get any points at that point it was 21 to 10 you get a field goal at least it's 24 10 right yeah Or you get a touch like you have to throw it in the end zone or out of the end zone in that situation and at least get some kind of points they didn't get any points and in the second half they were like super timid yeah and I, I just I didn't understand like what they were what they were doing and then the very last drive, I felt like Kansas City was like so worried about taking time off the clock that they forgot that they had to score. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like a touchdown would it would have basically ended that game when the when Cincinnati had no timeouts and uh, only a minute left on the clock, and they run the ball on first down, and then second down, they. I don't know what the hell that was. And then third down, Patrick Mahomes runs backwards for 12 yards and gets sacked. It's like, dude, yeah. what do you guys do? Well, like, what? That's not the Mahomes that we're used to seeing. That's not the Kansas City exactly. Chiefs that we're used to seeing.
0: And I, I do, you do have to give credit to the Bengals defense. They played a great game today.
1: Um, they did. They, 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 they played, adjusted they after the getting fucking slaughtered uh-huh. in that first yeah. half.
0: Yeah. And, you know, they, they made the difference in putting, I I think that was the biggest difference in why we didn't see Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes. Um, And I think that was whether he was worried about, you know, getting sacked again, whether he was worried about, um, you know, another interception, I, I don't know what it was, but it, Uh, that didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me why they go away from McKinnon when yeah they were running the ball. Well, all game dude. Yeah. He had an outstanding first half and then, you know, only gets like two, you know, two handoffs in the the second half there. And like, I I understand getting CH into the game, but
1: I I mean, even he was rushing the ball. Well, they just went away from the rush in the second half. They didn't run the ball that much.
0: Yeah it it just it didn't it didn't make any sense to me when it was so successful in the first i mean you had mckinnon getting you know 8 to 10 yards per carry in the first half and Ooh. you got to utilize that and they just went away from that it, which really surprised me um little careless with the football i think they were lucky that they you know when they fumbled the ball twice they didn't get any uh, turnovers there um you know it's Yeah, it was a a very Jekyll and Hyde halves for Kansas City.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, it was it was terrible. And, you know, everybody on that team deserves blame from Patrick Mahomes down to the defense. I mean, the defense. Yeah, the the Chiefs offense wasn't that good. And I I agree with you, dude. They should have kept running the ball like they went away from it, and it cost them maybe. (laughs) But. You know, they had a 21-3 to lead at one point in the game, and the defense couldn't even hold it. Like, it was just – it was a bad game. And it was, I did not see this happening, dude. I i didn't think Cincinnati had a chance. Uh, you know, I thought it, they could keep it close. But, you know, after seeing Joe Burrow get sacked nine times against Tennessee, I was like, dude, like, there's no way this continues on. But here we are. The Cincinnati I mean, Bengals the are – against. Yeah, dude. The offensive line did a great job. And, you know, the Cinderella story continues, man. And Joe Burrow is only going to get better. And the Cincinnati yep. Bengals team is only going to get better. Like, this is a team that we're going to see in the Super Bowl a few times in the next decade. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this, we got to get used to it. And Joe Burrow is that dude, man. Like, you can never count that guy out, dude, at any point. No, you know, you know really what I mean? Can't. Like, he should have been sacked a few times, got out of some sacks. Um, oh
0: got out of incredible sack
1: so crazy crazy what was
0: he almost taken down three times and then yeah and there was one
1: where like he was like literally chris jones had him dude and somehow he escaped and then rush for the rush rush for the first down but man just watching joe burrow and and this Bengals team dude it's it's a special season you can definitely tell and i'm gonna touch on this a little bit later but let's hop into the nfc championship your san francisco 49ers went into la took over sofi um and the niners for the same the same thing dude like what happened what seemed to work for them for the first three quarters they kind of went away from when when it got when things got tough dude and it was it was a little surprising to me dude but what was your first of all what was your thoughts on this game
0: um I mean, it, it was how exactly how we kind of foresaw this game going before the game even happened, you know, close yeah. game that was going to be, you know, decided by a field goal. And, uh, it, I mean, it was rough. Uh, Niners should have won that game. Um, the way that they were playing in the first, well, probably the second and third quarter and defensively in the first quarter. If they had if they were able to keep that up, they would have won this game. And you know, it's it's uh I don't want to say it's unfortunate to see because this far exceeded anything that we thought the 49ers were gonna do this year. Um, you know, especially after the first what, five weeks?
1: Set, it's eight just, weeks, dude. There were three and weeks. five.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it was uh it, it was It was rough to see the Niners not, as a Niners fan, not do what they did best all year. And that was, you know, a a huge props to the Rams defense in stopping the run. I mean, they only allowed 50 yards rushing, which has got to be the lowest that the Niners have
1: put up at all this year. Yeah. See, it's interesting to me because after the first half, I was like, Damn, I feel like the Rams dominated that half and they're losing. Like, yeah, I, as a Ram, as someone that had that thought, the Rams were going to win this game. Like, I was, that wasn't good. I was like, yeah. that's all bad, dude. Yeah. Um, and obviously they had that missed touchdown catch, but that was part of it, dude. Like, they dom, they moved the ball and only had seven points to show for it, and the Niners had ten, and they were losing. Yeah, and then. And and throughout the whole game, even though they were shutting down the Niners' run game, which if you told me before the game the Niners were only going to have 50 rushing yards, I would have told you the Niners were going to lose by 10 or more, dude. Yeah, it was going to be a blowout, yep. But Jimmy G was finding that hole in the middle of the defense. Like, dude, they were literally running, like, the same route. They were just – it was a different receiver in different formations, but they were running that five-yard in the middle, dude, and it was open every fucking play, dude. Every time yep. they ran it, it was open. And Jimmy G missed a couple on them, missed a couple of them that could have led to yep. some points a too. lot of them. Yep. But for the most part, he I mean, he he was out playing Stafford for most of that game. Then, you know, he was 16 of 30 for 232 yards. But a lot of that he was. It, it took him going in the fourth quarter. He missed, like, on seven throws in a row. But up until that yeah. point, dude, he was, like, 16 of 23, 230 yards or so. He was playing really well. Yeah. But then when, when things got a little tough, the Niners started going away from what they do best. And they were – I think they were forcing a little bit too much from a play-calling standpoint and from Jimmy G. And it became, like, you know, that, that – it just was a little too much, and I think this is what we've said all postseason about Jimmy G is like, yeah, he hasn't been that good all postseason, and it it came out in the worst time today, yep, when yeah. they really and needed him, he didn't quarter. show up, yep. yep.
0: Well, and and you know, going into the fourth quarter, I I was thinking to myself, just like we know Jimmy G is going to be throwing an interception here, we know it's going to be happening. And it happened. I tweeted it out on the second to last last drive. I was like,
1: Jimmy's, (laughs) Jimmy's do for an interception. Yep.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and that was something that, you know, as a Niner fan, I was thinking to myself, just like, if, if I need to drive down the ball at the end of the game, because I knew this was going to be close. I mean, you know, even at 17, seven going into the fourth quarter, you know, I knew Rams were at least going to get a touchdown. They were at least going to get 10 points there. And if I needed a QB to drive down the field, I have zero faith in Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Zero. Yeah, but that's crazy because he he outperformed Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter last week. Like he made the throws that need to be made against the Cowboys. But the that's the thing is like he's usually not good for the first three quarters, and he's hella good in the fourth quarter. But today yeah. he was it was opposite. He was good for the first three quarters, and then that one quarter he was bad. He was really yep. bad, and that was the difference in the game, dude. Yeah. Uh, do you think that he's done enough, though, during this season and this playoff run that he will be the starter for the Niners next year? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um,
0: I think he is, he'll he be shipped out. And I, I do think that this is great for the Niners because it does give him trade value Um, because he's, he's on contract for one more year, correct?
1: Yeah, he has one more year. And yeah. that's, that's the interesting thing, though, too, is like if you told me before they made the playoffs, I would have said, like, there's no way Jimmy G starts next year. But the fact they made this run and then, like, all of his teammates have come out supporting him, I think it makes it very difficult to trade him, dude, because that, that's the kind of move that can, like, tear your locker room up.
0: Yeah, but that's also the kind of move, depending on what they can get back for him. I mean, if it, I think if you can even get, like, a – you know a, a late first or or early second for him you make that you make that trade yeah um, but how do you sell that to the feels...
1: the locker room cuz they they like the guy dude they play for the guy i mean it's it's clear yeah. they're like 38 and 9 with him and without him they're like 8 and 28 like they, they're a completely it, different team
0: it also it also seems like they like what lance has and what lance has you, you know Coming for him. I mean, they went and drafted him third well, yeah, overall the, for the a franchise.
1: Reason. Did the players, didn't though?
0: Yeah, but uh, but the players still, uh, like Lance. We've heard that you know, when he started, when uh, sure, but they've know, all even come even out in, like
1: publicly this week and been like, Jimmy's our guy, dude. I'm well, just saying, like, Debo did, but I could not. So did Kittle. So did uh, a lot of the defensive players. Trent Williams, after the press conference, he said, Jimmy's his guy, like that. He's like, that's a brother for life. I I don't disagree with you. Like, I definitely – there's going to be a trade to be had because there's so many good rosters in the league without average quarterback play that I definitely could see him getting traded for a late first and early second. I just question if it gets done because I just don't – I don't – that's the kind of move that literally can tear your locker room apart, dude. Like, if dudes really do like that guy like that, like, it can.
0: Yeah, from a a – looking at the team as a whole though there's there are a lot of there are are a lot of areas that need improvement and yes you'd be taking a step back probably for the first half of the season um and really how big of a step back um you know if
1: that's something we know because trey lance could be hella better next year like that's something we don't know you know what i mean it's a it's it's a question it's a big question mark
0: and we saw him in one game and they still got a win, correct?
1: No, he lost against the Cardinals and then he beat the uh, Falcons. Oh, yeah, he did get that start in the beginning of the year. Um.
0: Uh, so, like, I think, I, I think you can build on that and I think you can use his salary to really push, you know, another wide receiver, um, which... Like, yes, you've got Samuel. Yes, you've got Ayuk. I don't think Juwan Jennings is the answer there um for your number three receiver. I think you can even move Ayuk I- to number three. And well, bring I was gonna in say number two.
1: I think, nah, I think they need a one, dude, because Debo's like a good possession type receiver, but they need a guy that like that can just go up and get catches, dude. Because that's and a dude they're the missing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a dude they're missing right now. And
0: and look how much of a an emphasis you had with Cooper cup with odell even odell today played incredible um yeah. and had you know sure hands other than the bad throw from uh you know from Stafford early in the game like you need that person and you know hopefully a, a younger guy um to come in and and yeah be your number one or even number two um and there are a bunch of good wide receiver free agents coming around and you have that money from Garoppolo. Go out and spend some money on a top-wide receiver. And I, I think that opens up your your offense a little bit more. You've got great running. Um, they need help on their defense, too. They need a ton of help on their defense. They need court cornerback uh, help. Their
1: secondary. Uh... Yeah.
0: It's atrocious. I mean... <laughs> That was the biggest. Like, how many times I yelled at the TV? Just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, put a body on somebody. Turn your turn around and look at that. There was a fucking ball coming, flying in for a touchdown. Like, it's they have a lot of holes that I think you know. The, luckily, he. 20, luckily, the receiver didn't it. see
1: it either. Though
0: <laughs> it was that wasn't just the just that one time, but uh you know, on the the cup second touchdown um just like yeah, there was a lot of like what are you doing so told you
1: bend those those cup those uh cooper cup prop beds, dude they can't put them high enough dude yep.
0: yeah yeah well, what was it at eight and a half and he had 11 eight and a half catches
1: he had 11 catches and his yards. yards was 101 and a half and he had a 101, 142 okay,
0: was 105, yeah yep yeah i mean obj nine receptions for 113 yards like that's something that you need yeah, no, you know, the fact that team, both those guys team, went team. off for
1: over a hundred, dude. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. I, so let's let's hit on a quick Super Bowl preview here. So obviously, we're gonna have two weeks to talk about this. We're gonna talk about it on APR a lot, but let's let's hit a quick Super Bowl preview. So, what's your initial thoughts on this game? Rams Bengals. What's the line initial out right thoughts? now? Ben
0: uh opened at three and a half. Rams, three and a half. And with Rams, three and a half, if these teams played like they did today, I'm taking Bengals all day long because uh, I'd say that the Bengals offense. See, I think the Bengals offense is so much more of a a threat than what the Niners have. And I trust Burrow so much more than I trust Jimmy G. And if we're only at a three-point game, then I'm – I mean, I I put the Niners – D a little bit ahead of the way that that um, the Niners D, the D is Bengals way better win. than the fucking
1: Chiefs. Defense. Yeah, but I yeah. I hear you, Ben, but but think about it like this, dude, the Bengals could not stop the Chiefs on the ground today. And the difference between McVay and uh, Andy Reid is McVay wants to run the ball like he will pound the ball down their throw fucking all game if he can. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he wants to do more than anything. He wants to run the ball. And that could be an issue yeah. for for Cincinnati, dude. Because I mean, if, Cincinnati if Kansas City kept running the ball today, they probably win that game. That's true. I mean, not probably. If they if they kept running the ball, they win that game. I can like definitively say that.
0: Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, I can see that. But I can also see. And the Rams defense is hella good. And Aaron Donald is going to eat that fucking offensive line apart. Uh, Aaron Donald was not impressive today. Yeah, but the Niners know how to. The Niners know how to like. he, He. Aaron Donald is the best player I've ever seen on a football field, probably. But for some reason, the Niners know how to make him an X factor and like. I was uh, texting with my boy Irving today, and I was like, "Bro, it's crazy. Every time he faces the Niners, like you never hear yeah. his name, dude. Like, yeah. it's just crazy." And the Niners just know how to like how to handle him, dude. And maybe, yeah. I know think- the Bengals did a good job to, to this week, but dude, they could not handle the Titans or the Raiders for that matter.
0: Yeah, I'm still going to Bengals here. Uh, I think their offense is just they, they have too many options there, and they spread out the field. They move the ball. So do the Rams. So much better. Well, yeah, but that's uh, what I'm talking about, is the Rams were able to stop the run. But if the Rams stop the run and they stop mixing, then you've got Higgins, Chase, you've got Mixon. Mix yeah, but you, you have, have, you have Jalen Ramsey who's taken out back, half the field deployed. anyways. I mean, he's still allowed – uh jimmy g to throw for 200 what yeah, 30 jimmy g if wasn't throwing to his
1: side the only yards, well, yeah Devo but you've got was, you've got
0: higgins was, chase you got boyd like you've got that they're not all going to be on one side every single play so Man, what you is mean the, i mean i like got the Rams, better options you've got better options in cincinnati receiving than the niners did you've got yeah, a better qb since a did.
1: Cincinnati doesn't have a good uh good offensive line though
0: Cincinnati allowed one uh one yeah sack to a one to a an average defense better than
1: the Rams defense is like light years better than the than the chiefs defense so like it's not even they're not even in the same stratosphere the the chiefs at chiefs best defense, are an average chiefs defense
0: defense chief's defense was ranked a lot lower 16. because of the start of this year. Yeah, but if the they Rams didn't start have been top five all like year on defense. Yeah, but if, if Rams didn't start – And the Rams sorry, face the better Chiefs teams. Didn't start, if the Chiefs didn't start this the year, they'd be in the top ten. No question. The way they played down the stretch, absolutely they'd be top ten.
1: Well, their last if it wasn't two games, for those it for not first be. top ten. Their last two games was like those first five games, dude. Yeah. Give me Cincinnati all day. I'll take the plus three
0: and a half. No problem. I'll,
1: I'll take the Rams minus three and a half. And I'm actually mm-hmm. going to hammer that shit early. Cause I think that's going to move to like six. The Rams are a better it's overall nuts. team period. It's nuts. No, it's not. I want, I like, dude, I would love for the Bengals to win, dude, but they're not, a. they're not that they're not as good of a team as the Rams. I mean, I can't even believe they beat the Chiefs, dude. If the Chiefs stopped running the if the Chiefs didn't stop running the ball today, they win that game. Like there's no way there would have been enough time for the Bengals to make up that that deficit. Give me the Rams, yeah, but they didn't so they didn't, dude. They I absolutely yeah. didn't. But I know that the Rams are going to make they, that same They were decision. able
0: to to hold Mahomes and yeah, but Mahomes.
1: Mahomes and is coach. Stafford is definitely no Mahomes. The play calling, yeah, but Stafford is also not bad. He's not like some dog shit quarterback. He's not bad, but he's not Mahomes. I mean, I could tell you he's not going to run 16 yards backwards, like Mahomes did today. Well,
0: no, because he's too slow. He can't run
1: backwards exactly. Like so he's not going to do that. Plus, he he arguably has the better rece- best receiver. Um, I know Tyree Hill's nice. He's fast, but. Cooper Cup is he's special dog. It's true. Like he's very, very, very special receiver. Yeah, it, it's if it's you, a good matchup, up, dude. I'm I'm taking it. it. It's a good matchup. You know, we're definitely gonna go over it, but initially, three and a half, dude. That line's gonna move a lot because sharp money's gonna come in on the Rams, and I think public's gonna come heavy on the Bengals because I think everybody loves the Cinderella story. Well, let's hit on a couple of other NFL topics this week, Ben. So Adam Schefter reported Saturday that Tom Brady was uh, going to announce his retirement. Tom Brady comes out says that I'm not announced, or he didn't come out, but he came out his through dad. via his agent and his dad, saying that he hasn't announced his retirement yet. Keyword: he hasn't mm. made a decision yet. You know what's your what's your thoughts on this whole Brady Brady situation?
0: I mean, should we call I, this I we know. call this
1: retirement gate. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'd exactly. be the first to name it that before everybody like else it. takes it.
0: I like it. Um, I mean, I, I, we had talked about this through you know texting yesterday that it, it was just you know somebody has somebody leaked it, somebody found out early. They know that this is happening, and they just they haven't announced it yet because. They want to have a big press conference. Brady wants to make a big deal out of it um, to get his, you know, one more, you know, spotlight on him. And the decision's already been made. I mean, the things we've seen from Giselle, you know, that the talk from, you know, the even before the season was over that he's missing his kids and you, wants to be there agree? for. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's going to happen. Um, wow. Is that was his last year. I don't see I, I don't see the Bucks getting any better which is something they definitely need to make another make another run and you've got you know you've got some great teams in you know the NFC here that will will stop that from happening and I think the only reason Brady would come back would be from another Super Bowl and if yep. you don't have that almost guarantee then why risk injury why risk going out on a horrible season um you know you're losing wide receivers Gronk maybe Definitely gonna lose I'm sure Gronk would too yeah i'm sure Gronk would stay another year if brady was but
1: like i just i don't see it happening yeah no i, I agree with you dude like I definitely think that someone jumped the gun, reported it, and that this week we're going to see Tom Brady. This week or next week, sometime sometime around the Super Bowl, we're going to see Tom Brady uh, announce his retirement himself. And a big It'll part of like it the like the day before the Super Bowl. Nah, he'll because do it he like Thursday or Friday. But this is super, super week is like where a lot of news comes down because – the media is all at super bowl uh they're all at the super bowl site and they have what's called radio row and they got a ton of fucking all the big uh all like all the reporters dude they're all there dude it's like convention yeah. for sports media so like that, that's when you see a lot of news come down so i could definitely see brady doing it then so he could like have the spotlight for another day yep. um but i agree with you dude like i think he looks at looks at next next year's schedule and he's like like he has a tough schedule bro he's got to face the cardinals the niners the rams and then he has to face the fucking chiefs the bills yep. like dude he has a that's a tough schedule dog outside of his division so i agree with you bro i think i think he sees the writing on the wall like you know can i really go through another year of this plus he's gonna use lose godwin they're not gonna be able to retain that entire defense plus their defense got worse by age you know what i mean like yeah i said it in the beginning of the year you don't get you don't get better you either i mean you don't get the same you either get better or you get worse there's no in between yeah and it showed this year and so i, I agree with you dude i definitely think he's gonna retire um it's crazy he's like the last professional athlete that was playing professional sports when we were in high school so i mean we still got we still got lebron and bellow but Melo doesn't have too much t- too much longer either. I don't think. I don't think LeBron is too much longer either. So true. It really <laughs> is just showing our age, man. Unfortunately, uh, you know. But yeah, dude, sucks. But He's that's life. I'm,
0: I'm okay with it. To be honest, I'm okay with it. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of sick of seeing Brady everything, um, and ready for him to take a step back and get somebody else in all these stupid commercials and just <laughs> uh, i'm so sick of seeing tom brady um these, yes he's these good, subway commercials even though he but, doesn't eat bread yeah but it's just it's too much i'm so sick of tired of hearing that brady is the goat like uh, yes he is but like uh, that that shouldn't be everybody's like go-to response
1: yeah i agree Whatever. all right uh the Raiders announced that uh Ziegler who's from the Patriots and Josh McDaniels are gonna get hired as a GM coach combo what's your thoughts good hire
0: yeah I think it's a good hire um you know you do have success with the Patriots um and seeing what they did this year with a rookie quarterback I think that's a uh, definitely a positive sign um and you know i don't know if they keep car or not but i think it will be a good opportunity for car to get an offensive minded coach that you know can you know bring something different to the table and i know him and gruden had a good relationship but it, it just seemed like it was groundhog day in oakland and then now vegas like everything was the same they just didn't change anything up and like they they needed to, and I think this is going to give a nice good revamp for the Raiders, um, and then you know a new kind of mind to fill these holes that they have, you know, through the stupidity of their players this year. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see, you know, their draft, um, you know, how how they fill out the rest of the court coaching staff, um, you know, because that defense needs help, that offense needs help, that special teams needs help. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot to do in Las Vegas
1: and, you know, having a fresh face is, I think is definitely positive here. Good. And I, 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 like the hires. I think Ziegler being with, uh, the Patriots organization for the last decade, I think that's, that's very, you know, they know how to do things the right way from then the culture starts at the top. And then McDon- yep. McDaniels, I think he's he's a bright offensive mind. I think when he was with the Broncos as a head coach, I think he was really young. He was 33 years old. And I don't think he was really mature yet. He wasn't really ready for that to be a leader of a franchise. Like, that's, that's asking a lot for a 33-year-old dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's that's really the big difference between then and now. I don't think the Raiders are that far off, though, because, I mean, they made the playoffs. I think they're only improving. They definitely need a. A wide receiver one though they need to go to wide receiver badly but yeah. you know we'll we'll see what they do i i definitely like the hire just i mean it's tough because you got the you got patrick mahomes and you got justin herbert in your division dude yeah so it's like it's tough to expect a lot of a coach of well, coaches coming in
0: isn't the green bay qb coach going to denver, denver? and if he pulls rogers over there like yeah, but i mean rogers needs to be traded division.
1: for though yeah. Because he's a he's sure. still signed for another year. Yeah. But Ben, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, uh my Cherie's cousin texted me earlier and he was like Aaron Rodgers of San Francisco next year, dude. I mean, I think that's a stretch.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think it's actually it. kind of see- possible.
1: They don't have a lot of picks, but
0: Uh, I think that's overvaluing Jimmy G a lot there um, because he'd have to go back. Um, I
1: I was thinking more Trey Lance. And then they would trade Jimmy for like a pick and then trade that pick to Green Bay with Trey Lance. Yeah, but you've got one year of Rodgers. No, you would sign him to like a two-year deal, a two-year extension.
0: And then hope that you can get a good quarterback coming out when we don't have that many good quarterbacks in the the pipeline.
1: Well, I mean, dude, like if it gave you Aaron Rodgers, you you play out this year, and then you worry about getting a quarterback of the future next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Dude, I don't Rodgers think. makes that Niners seem nasty, though. Because yeah, they got everything but receiver receiver. like an elite quarterback.
0: And a number one wide receiver. And cornerbacks, uh, and they, oh, I, sure. I just don't I, I don't think overpaying for Rodgers is the answer. Because he comes with a huge salary, and that's a lot of money coming for your QB. Ah, oh, it and definitely you is. Have, you have stuff to fill
1: definitely is i thought it was interesting though when he said that i was like damn that's actually uh, not a bad scenario i doubt it happens dude i mean he's just yeah he was just spitballing he's a niner fan by yeah. the way um uh, but what about you harbaugh reportedly today is taking the dolphins job supposedly this week he's going to tell his staff at michigan that he's taking a job if he hasn't already what's your thoughts on harbaugh taking this dolphin's job to uh yeah um
0: it's uh i I think it's interesting because he also uh, reportedly interviewed with minnesota and i think minnesota has the better offense but miami has the better defense and
1: so, they you're have, saying they're equal jobs. Where would you want to go, Miami or Minnesota?
0: Yeah, Miami, because <laughs> uh, let's talk about being in a f- frozen tundra, you know, the <laughs> winter where he just was in Michigan, yeah. and versus uh, being in Miami for uh, you know, sitting on the beach when he's I think it's a no brainer, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I think that offense for Miami has it has options, it has potential there, but I don't. I mean I didn't think Flores did that bad of a job but you know will Harbaugh be that much better
1: uh i i don't know i don't that's a great question dude cuz i yeah. i think highly of Brian Flores i think he's a great coach i think he did a lot with nothing i also think that the, all their wins this year happened to come from like dog shit teams
0: true
1: so it could really just be a coincidence but I mean, everywhere Harbaugh goes, he is like successful. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he's better than average. Um, yeah. And I and I think I think on a football level, I think Miami and Minnesota are kind of on the same plateau. Like, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily think that Miami or that Minnesota has a better offense than Miami. Cause I mean Miami has pieces there. It's yeah. whether you can make it's whether what you can get out of Tua. So if you can get more out of Tua, that's a better offense. If not, then you you need to draft another quarterback and you need to move on and, and find another situation. Yeah. But it's, I do think Cousins Miami has a an better answer. defense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Cousins is the answer in Minnesota, like, for sure. And then Tua, like, we, we don't really know yet. He's only been there two years. I mean, who knows how yeah. he plays next year? You know, he could be good with the right coaching. Who knows? Like, we don't know yet. So, I think yeah. – that's where if you're Jim Harbaugh, I would go to Miami. And then it's like, all right, two, we find out if two is good or not. If he's not, we move on and rebuild. But their defense is already better than Minnesota's defense. Yeah. In Minnesota, aside from Cousins, Thielen, and um Jefferson, it's like, what do you really have to build around there? Their defense is all old. You know what I mean? And their offense is like, I just think it's oh, I, I think that they need a whole rebuild, dude. You're missing one major part of their offense in uh in Minnesota, and that's Dalvin Cook. Um well, yeah, we also don't know if Dalvin Cook how healthy he's gonna be, dude. Dude is hurt all year. True. Running back's a hard position to like just yeah, get better like only and last shit. for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're fucking Derrick yeah. Henry, dude. <laughs>
0: that's very true. It's an anomaly. Um yeah. before we we end football here. I do want to say to uh, you know, if you are betting the Rams, get that in now. It's already moved up to four. Um, Told you, Ben. That
1: shit's moving yes. to six, dog.
0: If uh, if you're betting Cincinnati, wait. Um, get those extra points there,
1: dude. That shit is moving six point to six, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So Sharps, if you're taking Rams, Sharps, get it quick. Sharps came in and hammered that shit. That three and a half, dude.
0: Yeah. If you're getting Rams, take it quick. If you're going Bengals, wait.
1: Damn, I should have got that three now. <laughs> All right, let's take a break real quick. Then we'll hop in. We'll talk about our top five NBA uh, NHL teams, and then we'll, we'll hit on some other stuff. Got to hit on the Hall of Fame. Got to hit on some baseball news. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's
0: NFL season,
1: and that means it's time to gamble on football. Don't worry about
0: spending endless nights researching games. We've got you covered. I'm Big Ballin Ben Larson,
1: and I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, lads. And I'm Steady Eddie
0: Martin, and we are the APR Podcast. Join us every Thursday morning as we dive in and handicap every game of the upcoming week. Impress your friends and family with your newfound knowledge of NFL football. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you all there. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. All right, we are back, and it is time for beer number two. So Jordan, have you, are you moving away from the cider, or are we getting another one here?
1: Yeah, we got a, a IPA. This is the Grand. This is the Hop Canyon from Grand Canyon Brewing Company. This is brewed out of Williams, Arizona. First time I've ever had a beer from this brewing company, by the way. So. We're gonna find out, dude. It's a, uh, it's an interesting brew though. It has a lot of uh, citrus I could smell in there. Okay, to what's find the percentage on it? Um, seven percent. It oh, okay. is. There. So this, this is a modern West Coast IPA featuring a fruit-forward hop character and a soft, subdued malt backbone to ensure the hop flavors and aromas are the star. I definitely smell like pineapple for sure. There's pineapple okay. in this motherfucker. I can get a, I get a strong sense of pineapple. Okay. What are you sipping it's, on?
0: Uh, I'm going with a, with an interesting one. So this is called FAFO, um, or FAFO Smash, which FAFAFO stands for "fuck around and find out." Um, hmm. which uh, interesting. Yeah which uh, Whit, what Witt was saying was their kind of uh, kind of motto for this beer was they were just going to kind of, you know, see what happened and, you know, hope that it was good. And boy, is this good. Um, I've taken a sip of it. And the chocolatey notes, the, the um, uh, vanilla, the caramel notes, it, it really does kind of push forward. And this is a 13.4% beer which is very dangerous because in this first sip, it does not taste whatsoever like Um, 13.4%. Barley wines are usually going to be on the heavier side. Yeah, they're going to be on the heavier side um, just because of their, you know, the process of of making it. And um, this is pretty high for a barley wine that I've seen. 13.4 is is kind of probably one of the highest. So it's going to be interesting. And it's a 500 milliliter bottle. So there's a lot there. See how I'm, I'm doing at the
1: end of the show. Love it, dude. I love it. All right. It's that time of the week to get into our top five NBA and NHL teams. So, Ben, last week for your, your top five NHL teams, you had Colorado number one, Florida number two. You had a tie between Toronto and Carolina for number three. Then you had Pittsburgh number four, New York Rangers number five. So, is there any change to that top five this week?
0: There is a lot of change. Uh, we're going to first move uh, honorable mention – to pittsburgh um so they are 61 points, six overall uh within the nhl um and they do have a game on my number five overall team so they've got they played 45 games number five has played 46 um but they have moved off of my list because they are on a three-game losing streak right now and um you know not against some great teams so honorable mention you still still get some uh, some action there Number five, we're going to go with the New York Rangers. They're fifth overall in the NHL with 62 points, uh, 46 games played. Um, They're six and four in their last 10 games. They're two and two this week. They won against Seattle and LA. LA was kind of a surprise. Um, You know, they're a good team. Seattle was a surprise. It was not a surprise whatsoever. Um, But they did lose to Columbus and Minnesota. Minnesota, I can see Columbus was definitely – Definitely a big loss for them. Six and four in their last ten. So, you know, we're going to go with the Rangers at number five. Number four, we're going to go with the uh, Stanley Cup Championships champions for the last two years, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're fourth overall in the NHL and they're fourth on my list. Sixty-four points with forty-five games, seven-two and one in their last ten. Only played two games this week. They're one-zero and one. They beat New Jersey and they lost in overtime to Las Vegas. Uh, The Las Vegas loss was rough. Definitely rough for them. Number three, we're going to go with the Florida Panthers. Their first overall in the NHL was 67 points, uh, but they've played 45 games, uh, which is three more than my top two teams. Uh, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10, 3-0 oh this last week, and they have big wins against the Jets, Vegas, and San Jose. Um, so three teams that are in the top half of the league and in that three game win streak, they were 14 and eight uh, goal differential. So, you know, plus six is, is definitely good there. Number two, we're going to go with the Carolina hurricanes Uh, also beat San Jose this last week, Uh, but they're on a four game winning streak uh, this, you know, over the last week, they beat Vegas, Ottawa, New Jersey, and San Jose, Ottawa, New Jersey, EZW is there, but Vegas and San Jose are a little bit, you know, a little more tough. Uh, they're third overall in the NHL with 45 points, 42 games played, but I'm putting them up over Florida. Who's, you know, first overall um, because they've got three games in hand there. And, you know, if they've got 65 points, Florida has 67, you know, in those three games, they'll definitely, uh, you know, they'll definitely gain two points there, seven, two, and one in their last 10. So they're, they're doing really good, but the number one overall team without a doubt is going to be Colorado. Uh, with their win today, uh, the today being Sunday, uh, they went in ten and zero in the last ten. They've got three games in hand on the number one team. Yeah, and they're only two points behind. Um, so the way that they're playing, they're you know they'll get those two points back. They are four and zero this last week, just in this uh, you know the last calendar week. They beat Chicago twice. Not a surprise. Uh, they beat Buffalo tonight, which was, uh, again, not a surprise, but they did beat Boston. And they came back from being down three to one in the third period against Boston um, and came in and won that game. So I'm giving Colorado the top
1: overall pick for the week. Nice, man. So last week for the top five NBA teams, I had Grizzlies number five, Warriors number four, Bucks number three, Heat number two, Suns number one. This week we'll start with honorable mention. We're going Sixers, Nets, Bucks. Bucks are dropping out of the top five because they are just disinterested in the regular season. Tonight they lost to the uh Denver Nuggets 136 to 130 in a game where they allowed 60% from the field and 50% from three. Nets are banged up. Sixers are just outside of the top five, but they are they're getting up there because Joel Embiid is having an MVP type season. Number five, we're going Bulls cracking the top five again, 31 and 18 back on their winning ways. DeRozan back on you know his MVP level season. Number four, we're going Memphis Grizzlies 35 and 17, 3-0 this week. Not much change there. Warriors 37 and 13 again, three and O this week, not much change there. Uh, they haven't really beat anybody this, this week, but, you know, the 3-0 is nice. Number two, Miami Heat, 32-18. and So they went 2-1 and one, uh, won this week, but their one loss was a three-overtime loss to Toronto. So just uh, something out of the ordinary. And then number one, we're still going with the Phoenix Suns, dude. They just continue to win games. Not another nine-game winning streak. I mean, this, they're easily the best team in the league right now, team to beat.
0: Hold on, let's hold on a second here. Before what? I just gotta Warriors beat Brooklyn, Minnesota, and Dallas this week. That's not and Utah. Right, but
1: those Brooklyn those stinks, aren't... dude. They played without James Harden and KD. They're in
0: your honorable mention.
1: Yeah, because of their banged up. They'd be in my top five if they weren't banged up. But they're trending backwards right now. Uh Minnesota, they're they're a decent team. I mean, dude, the the thing that worry, really worries me about the Warriors is that Steph has not been good, dude. Yeah. And that concerns me. Because the, the last good team the last few good teams they played, like I'm talking like great teams, they've struggled. Okay. Well, let's hop into the five minute clinic. So this week, the Hall of Fame votes were announced. David Ortiz is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, left off of the list. What's your thoughts on these Hall of Fame voters, man? I don't get it, man. I, I,
0: it just it does not make any sense to me when you're leaving off Barry Bonds, who even before his PED, you know, era would be a Hall of Famer sitting at 495 home runs. Roger Clemens, who, you know, we don't know how long he had, you know, had been associated with PEDs, was, you know, pitching lights out at the beginning of his career as well. And you've got David Ortiz, who was on the 2003 list of players who tested positive. And in his first year, he makes... I mean, I, I, I thought he was going to make it in his first year because of what he does off the field and, and kind of the, the person of Boston, like the player for Boston he was and probably number two in, in all of Boston's history and in, in top players wise. But like, I just, I don't understand how you can vote him in 47 votes above Bonds, 50 votes above
1: Clemens yeah it's fucking bullshit and like they could sit here and tell you like oh it's because we we suspect barry bonds is taking steroids well if you suspected barry bonds took steroids david ortiz tested positive for a performance enhancing drug so that logic just doesn't make sense to me at all and And they
0: utilized it on a, a flawed test in 2003 well how do we know that the tests weren't flawed before when he didn't test
1: positive no dude it was the same test it's the logic just doesn't make any sense and like these writers should just come out and say hey we we don't we didn't like barry when he was around so we're just gonna make his life a living hell the fact that the best player in major league baseball is not in the hall of fame though is everything that is wrong with baseball dude like everything that is wrong with the game of baseball and why it is taking step back since 1992 when the strike initiated is why baseball is losing traction with young Americans and so forth, dude. Like young Americans, since we were kids, have grown up and baseball has become less and less their favorite sport. And that's a big reason why, dude. It's a huge reason why. And you can't tell the history. You can't tell the story of baseball without Barry Bonds, dude.
0: Well, and that's that's where I was going to go with, is that the Hall of Fame is supposed to, you know, tell the story of baseball. It's supposed to be the history of baseball. And you, I mean, you're taking out the top home run getter in a year, the you know, person who has the most home runs ever, the person who, I don't want to say changed the game of baseball, but, you know, brought baseball into a positive light in those negative years, and you're completely disregarding him. Um, if it wasn't for Barry Bonds, Sosa, Maguire, and that home run era, baseball wouldn't even be close to being one of the top sports right now it would be so it would be yeah it would be dead and you know i'm sure that these baseball writers don't like the young kids that are coming in and showing flair bat flipping and you know having fun out there because it's breaking the unwritten rules well these rules are unwritten for a reason is because they're bullshit and that they shouldn't you know really be true hard rules why are you why are you looking at them? That they are.
1: Nope. Yep. It's not the Hall of Great Character, dude. Yeah. And if if it is going to be that, and if it's going to be on things other than baseball, then we need to reevaluate who's in the Hall of Fame as well.
0: Who was it that uh, that came out this week and was like that? Wrote in a tweet like, like, I'm stoked. Like, if baseball is about good character, um, you know, this year is my first. Uh, my first year of eligibility, so I can I should be able to get in. It was a complete like I don't want to say nobody, but it wasn't you know a top level player,
1: you know. Yeah, it was some I don't know who it was, so but he that's was pretty, a pretty guy. Yeah, that was hella funny when when because <laughs> it's true.
0: Baseball players are making jokes about it when other players from every every other sport went out and said something
1: about it. You know, there's a major problem. Well, it sees like old fart writers like Tom Verducci who like. Dude literally sat there and wrote an article about why he didn't vote for Barry Bonds. And it's just like, dude, get the fuck over it, dude. Like, talking about character and shit. And then you, like, look at some of these guys in the hall. Like, Ty Cobb, for example, dude. Guy's Mm -hmm. a bigot, fucking racist. Just a piece of shit all around, dude. And he's in the Hall of Fame. So, like, if you're going to let guys like that in, dude, you can't sit there and gatekeep against a guy like Barry Bonds. Yeah. Just seems personal to me
0: yeah to have pete rose and barry bones out is a travesty in my opinion yeah. yeah no that's why we're not voters i guess
1: we will be right, one day soon
0: someday yeah someday all right let's move on to uh the poor me another which is our tmz aspect of the podcast and uh these are going to be you know items that we definitely want to touch on but don't necessarily get their own you know segment here um so the first one is that this week we did have a significant movement in negotiations between the mlb and the mlb players association um but in a meeting mlb deputy commissioner dan halen said that the mlb is willing to lose games over some of the outstanding issues the sides have do you think these negotiations are going to be resolved
1: by you know the start of spring training well pitchers and catchers are supposed to be important in like two weeks dude so yep It's looking very grim right now. Um, You know, I I get where a lot of the players are coming from, though. Like, they want the arbitration period cut down. They want the minimum wage cut down. So, you know, I I read a report earlier this week that seemed like the the two parties were closer on an agreement. But then it's like, the more as this week has gone on, it's like there hasn't been anything closer. So it's like, how close or how far apart are we right now? I do think that... I do think that a deal will get done before the season starts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means that the original season will get pushed back a little bit or if they'll just, they're will just they just going to cut down spring training. But I do not think that they are on pace for a deal to get done by spring training. And I think the owners are really banking on, you know, the closer these players get to not getting paychecks, that they're just going to budge and right now it's like one side is trying to budge more than the other the owners are saying we're willing to we're willing to lose some money so we don't lose more money in the long run and the players are like yo we're willing to lose money right now for the long run too yeah yeah
0: because they'll gain money further along if they
1: get these deals done and honestly it's a bad look on both sides because the longer the season gets prolonged like i thought baseball had a good run last year and they were starting to make their imprint and being like yo we're back as a league like attendance was up fucking um the viewership was up everything was up last year and it's like now you're gonna have a lockout like yeah it's it's just stupid dude it's like the nhl bro like the nhl like can't get out of their own way mlb is about to be the same thing bro
0: yeah I don't think we'll lose any games over this. I think we may lose a little bit of time in spring training, but I don't think I think on both sides, it's going to be important enough for them to make money. And I think it's it's more important for the owners to make money because they've got so much more of a stake within, you know, within each team um, and and the profits coming out of this. Yeah, but they don't um, make
1: money without the players.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But so they're going to have to balk. They'll be the ones to balk and, and let things go. Um, I think they're trying to, you know, they're trying to play hardball here and uh, baseball fun, Um, but, uh, you know, trying to kind of show that they're not going to bend, but they eventually will, because if they don't have players or they don't have fans in the stadiums, they lose a hell of a lot more money than what they're going to be playing the players for a full season. So I think it's important for them to get back into, you know, baseball games at their home stadium, make money on concessions, memorabilia, um, and the baseball players on the, on the field. So I think we'll see maybe a shortened spring training by a week, week and a half, maybe two weeks, because you're right. Baseball's uh, pitchers and catchers report on February 14th. So two weeks away
1: dude yeah that's not looking that great nope not at all all right the nhl has seen the rise of the michigan style goal where the player behind the goal picks the puck up on his stick and flips it around the net for a goal we've seen players and coaches for and against this style of play do you think it belongs in the game
0: i think it absolutely Hockey
1: expert i i love it um i think it
0: brings and what we're talking about baseball how you know there isn't that um you know those uh, you know those players with flair, those players trying new things and this is exactly what hockey needs to make you know make it more of a exciting and i don't want to say controversial but different type of uh, of hockey game um You know, you've got kind of the older, the older players and the older coaches and past coaches coming out and saying that this isn't, this isn't the style of hockey that we grew up on. It's like, yeah, because we're not in that era and we want to see the flair. We want to see people having fun. And, you know, we've seen this a lot in the college game and these college kids are now starting to come up into, you know, into the pros and make a difference here. I mean, we've, seen zegras we saw when I mean, we received zegras do it almost twice he picked up the puck and tossed it over and then he did the uh, michigan goal just this last week and it's a ton of fun and it's getting national coverage which is something that the nhl
1: desperately i think the guys are more skilled now dude you know what yeah. i mean like they're just they're way more skilled than before and as part of being skillful is like yeah coming up with trick shots like that or ways to get it in the net like that dude so i agree with you dude i think it's good for hockey the flex on the stick changes everything too
0: you're not using wood sticks that don't flex much now you have carbon fiber that flexes and you can pick up the puck like that easily Mm -hmm. like use what you're what's new in the
1: game yeah gotta use everything to your advantage yep All right, all right, all right, all right. It's that time of the night for our best bets of the week. So last week, we both went one and one. Ben, you had Kansas City minus seven, San Francisco plus three and a half. L, W, I had Kansas City minus seven, L, and I had Toledo in Some Mac action, some Mac action, minus four for a W. So where are you going this week with your two best bets?
0: i'm uh i'm a little sad i can't do football we've been wrote it on there and then you've told me nah don't do it it's we've got it's two, two weeks, weeks until away the game. like yeah no it, it makes total sense but um wasn't where i was planning to go so uh we're gonna change this one up a bit we're gonna do hockey and we're gonna do a basketball but we're gonna start with basketball and uh we're gonna be taking golden state warriors minus 11 against the houston rockets i, mean, I know that uh that They just played what a week and a half ago, a week ago, and um, it was a two-point game. But I really don't see, think we're gonna see Steph Curry shooting at six for twenty-one again. um, I think this is gonna be a team where, or this a game where the Warriors kind of, as they're, you know, starting to pick up this somewhat of a hot streak, four straight games um, with wins, um, really kind of at the Rockets and kind of show them where, you know, how much better they are. Um, And 11 points is a lot, but I think this is going to be a a big game for the Warriors to really kind of prove that they're better than two points, uh, better than the the Rockets. Golden State 33 and 13, Houston 14 and 33. So um, we're going to take this one as a you know, a big Golden State win. Um, the second game, second one we're gonna do is we're gonna do a hockey parlay. So I've been, uh, I've been kind of doing parlays for the last couple of weeks, and uh, they've been really pushing up my, uh, um, my, uh, oh my God, what's it called? My, uh, my money bank, my money roll. There we go. That was what I was looking for. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna be taking the, the two best games uh, from tomorrow's action on Monday, um, and we're gonna parlay those together because you're not gonna get great value on either of them as solo bets. Uh, so the first one we're gonna take is Florida Panthers uh, going up against Columbus. Florida is on a hot streak right now. They're the best team, you know, at least points wise in the NHL. Um, they're 4-1 and one in their last five, playing against Columbus, who is um, two and 2-3 in their last five. And they've had some big losses in Columbus. So we're going to be looking at the Florida Panthers' minus 250 against Columbus. But we're also going to parlay them with Toronto over New Jersey. Toronto is 4-1 uh, and one in their last five games with wins over Detroit, Anaheim, the Islanders, and the Blues. Um, And then we've got New Jersey, who has won four in the last five, losing to Carolina, Tampa Bay, Dallas, and L.A. Um, So, you know, we're probably going to be seeing a a big win. I didn't necessarily want to take puck line because there's always that empty net possibility, Um, you know, or, you know, a a 6-on-5 goal at the end. Um, So we're going to go Toronto, minus 360, parlayed with Florida, minus 250.
1: Nice, man. I like it. My first best bet, we're going to go Baylor minus 14. They're coming off a bad loss at Alabama, though. Tough place to play. Facing nothing better for a remedy than facing West Virginia, who really struggles offensively. One of the worst offensive teams in the country. So give me Baylor at home minus 14. And then we're going to go Wyoming at home minus one against uh, Colorado State. Colorado State is one of the best offensive teams in the country, statistically. They're top 15th in three-point percentage, but Wyoming is the eighth-best team against a three-point. So I like Wyoming to cover this. Plus, Wyoming is one of the best offensive teams in the country. They're one of the top 30 offensive teams in the country this year. So give me Wyoming minus the one-point at home over Colorado State. Oh, yeah. All right. So we've got four good bets
0: there. Definitely think we can make you a lot of money and uh, and definitely uh, kind of move up that bankroll. So let's um, let's go back to our beers. We had uh, four great beers this week. Uh, well, three and a cider. i um, interested to hear about that cider and really interested to hear about that West Coast IPA because of the uh, kind of pineapple, you know, smell and and or taste that you got out of that. So let's start with the uh, the
1: cider. A cider was actually pretty good. Like it didn't taste like a cider. The mouthfeel wasn't like a cider. I really enjoyed it. Um, That one I'm gonna give a four out of five. I'll definitely drink it again. This IPA has like a strong, uh, like a pineapple flavor to it. They say it's mm-hmm. like a hazy West Coast IPA. I don't get that, that, that really West Coast IPA feel out of it. Other than the citra, the pineapple aroma, the taste doesn't have the same. I mean, it's a good beer i'll probably i would drink it again i wouldn't buy it again so i'm gonna give it a three seven five out of five okay still great uh great numbers there oh yeah. yeah it is it's a, i mean it's a good beer dude like but you know i'm still sipping on it yeah so i didn't All right, so I had the,
0: uh, my first beer was the Apricot Reserve from Bond Brothers. This was the sour, uh, the apricot sour that was aged in bourbon barrels. And uh, this was 6.5%. I'm going to give this one a 4.7. Um Ooh. yeah, great, great beer. Uh, the apricot flavor in, in it was outstanding. Um, it, it had a good, it was a good tasting sour. I am going to mark it off a little bit because it was just a little overly tart for my my personal standards um and then i'm going to mark it down just a tiny bit because i didn't necessarily get that bourbon the bourbon flavor that bourbon taste out of uh out of the the sour there but uh those are very minuscule numbers uh to be taken off there and we're, we're going to keep that at a four point seven. Um, nice. Second beer that i had was the fafo which was the fuck around and find out um and this was did you fuck around, around and, what wine. did you fuck around and find out I found out that this was a very, very good parley wine, nice dude. you fucked around and found uh, out I fucked around and I found out um so <laughs> we're gonna give this one a four point seven five so um just a little bit above what i uh what I gave the apricot one um really just because this is a very high percentage alcohol um alcohol beer and it's something that you can only drink one of, which is a, you know, a very, very strong beer to have. Um, I am about halfway through the 500 milliliter bottle and it um, I'm feeling it. I'm definitely feeling it at that. 13. He said, I'm feeling it. it has an incredible taste to it. It's chocolatey. It's caramely. It's vanilla. Mm. Um, it's something that, you know, is going to be amazing on a cold winter night i wish i was in lake tahoe right now um i think this would be Mm. outstanding just sitting by a fire in the snow and um you know really enjoying this i want more of it and i know that i can't get more of it which is
1: difficult naked sitting in lake tahoe naked in a fucking jacuzzi drinking that shit i
0: i mean i'd be down with that too
1: there you go
0: that too Hell yeah, man. That's, that's, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> so I like it. it. It's definitely a good beer. So if you can How get you out, been, did you brothers, see
1: those? Uh... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh,
0: I was just going to say, if you can get out to bond brothers out in North Carolina and Cary, North Carolina, definitely do. Whit is an awesome brewer. Um, check out biscuits and barrel for a, you know, a great interview with him. I think we spent like 45 minutes to an hour talking to him. Um, and it was a, a
1: ton of fun to hear what they're doing out there. Definitely go check it out. Nice. Uh, I was going to ask, so did you see any of those commercials during the first game for that new Amazon Prime show, Reacher? About Jack yeah. Reacher? Yeah. Looks pretty good. It definitely looks good. I'd be
0: down. There were there were a lot of good commercials out there. Um, Uncharted, the new movie with... Um, shit, what's his name? spider-man um
1: the original spider-man toby mcguire no 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 the new one tofer uh what's his name i don't know i don't remember his name no
0: the new spider-man but anyways it's uncharted it's uh made after a video game looks like it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good movie so i'm stoked about that one definitely stoked there were a ton of commercials about that today so must have missed that one then you weren't watching either game because there were, like – Well, no, I was watching the game, but, also-
1: but when you have – uh, you put college hoops on your computer and then you put and then you put it on one screen and then you have NFL on the other screen, once NFL goes commercial, you'd be watching college hoops. Sheesh, what type of football fan are you? I don't watch commercials, man. I try to stay away from them. <laughs> I just caught that I also- Jack Reacher one a couple times tonight. Yeah. I also watched or I played uh, Uncharted, so that uh, never even heard of it.
0: Okay, you should play it. Oh, I can't play
1: those kind of video games, dude. I get like locked into them and shit and then like that's all I want to do. Exactly,
0: because it's a good video game, so it is what it is. All right, so that was the podcast. Thank you out there, everybody, for listening in. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast. You can check out our Twitter at Taproom underscore sports, or you can check out Jordan's, which is at Jordan Rules TSP. We're on Facebook. Just search Taproom Sports Podcast and uh, go to our website, www.taproomsportspodcast.com. Make sure to check out APR on Thursdays as Jordan and I – are joined by steady eddie i don't know he's been on the ir for a little while we'll see if uh we'll see if he makes his return this week that injury is uh is healing up um but uh make sure to check that out we're going to be talking about the pro bowl we're going to be talking about the new coaching we'll probably even maybe touch on uh kind of our award predictions uh you know now that we're at the end of the year um so we'll see where those go make sure to check out uh, tsp wagers where Jordan and I cover you know usually two games and, and um you know look at uh, a hockey and an nhl game and kind of build some best bets from that as we talked about earlier in the show we were really hot this week going four and two in our six bets and uh, make sure to check out uh, biscuits and barrels which is a new hockey podcast um, that we do every month and uh, we just talked, we just had one this last week with Wit from uh, Barrel Brothers, the brewer of the two beers that I had tonight. And we talked beer, we talked uh, about the first half of the football season. And I'm going to pass it over to Jordan because he's got a new uh, podcast to introduce.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, check out In the Game. It's going to be a podcast. It's going to be coming out once a week, maybe once every two weeks, but... Hopefully every single week I have on a a new guest and we're going to go over like hot topics in the middle of the week because, you know, tap room, we hit on the topics of the week. Plus, we basically recap like football, you know, heading into baseball season. We'll talk a lot of baseball, but there is, you know, there's there's things that I don't get to talk about on here that I get to talk about on there, which is cool. So this week I'm I'm supposed to have on uh, my boy from yiro step that's it that's the name of this podcast Yairo step cool. uh so hopefully i get him on this week uh he was supposed to come on last week but obviously he's in milwaukee so his schedule is a little bit different so yeah. hoping to have him on this week if i don't get him on this week i'm gonna do it next week and get him on so we can talk some bucks and then i'll get somebody on every single week it's a little 30 minute episode just hitting on a couple things man that's it love it love it
0: always making moves here at taproom always making moves sir But all right plus apr is coming to an end
1: too pretty soon
0: that's true Yep, yeah. gonna have time to fill definitely gonna have time to fill so all right i'm big ben paul and ben larson here with jordan stacks on stacks on stacks live and yes sir see you next
1: week let's go